The Flames power play is the last duck that refuses to get in the row. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today I am joined by my partner in crime, Nick Zeraris. Nick, how are you? I'm good. I'm happy that I stayed up in the Flames 1. So whenever yeah. you have to stay up on the East Coast, you <laughs> want the team you're rooting for to win. So I'm very glad the Flames won last night. Yes, it was a great outcome, and I'm sure we will touch upon some high points of that game against the Kraken and uh, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. We're going to talk about the Flames power play and how it's changed, evolved, but evolved feels like progress has been made. That sounds how it's regressed, how yeah. it's uh how it got held it's being held back whatever word you want to use it like if you could send a pokemon back in the other direction like a squirt a blastoise back to a squirtle yeah yeah and uh we're gonna cover all that on today's episode of locked on flames so make sure you're subscribed to wherever you're getting your podcasts and of course on youtube as well i was sitting in the break room at lunch today actually let's rewind even further i was sitting in bed comfortable as all hell under my heated blanket with my fuzzy socks and Jonathan Huberdeau, it makes it even better by scoring on the power play. Uh, that felt like a, a Christmas miracle. Hey, man, it's that time of year where you start rooting for the miracles to come together. Yeah, no, it was, I just I don't understand. Uh, well, no, I do because it's Flames hockey um, and they don't have that elite skill set. Uh, anymore. Mark Savard was supposed to fix this. Is he with what he's been given to work with? All right. So we'll talk about this a few different ways. We can talk about the raw numbers, which is where we'll start. We'll talk about some of the stuff that teams can do, but don't really do. I'll touch on a few things, power play structures that don't really exist anymore. And then we'll talk about what teams with similar skill profiles to the Flames do. So I'm going to switch over to my notes here real quick because it's all on one screen for me today. So the big issue, and we've discussed this a lot on the with, in regards to the Flames power play, they don't have a conventional trigger man. When you think of the NHL today, what makes a successful power play? You've got one guy who's got a wicked shot. You've got the Zabinijad, the Ovechkin. You've got the what most teams, when they have an elite power play, that is their driving force, their central, what their power play is designed to do. For mm -hmm. the most part, when a power play is working correctly successfully, they're moving both the puck and their feet. When a power play goes stagnant, both it's only one or the other. You'll, mm -hmm. you'll notice that a lot when teams are struggling on the power play. Guys aren't moving their feet. They're just passing the puck around back and forth. And that's kind of limiting the opportunities of what you can do. So conceptually, you do have limitations. You can only do what you have in terms of players and personnel. So I'm switching back over here. The big issue, and this is just power play stats, but their best shooters all season at five on five, in, yeah, at five on five, are Connors or Zary, Manjapani, Dylan Dube, and Adam Rizicio. 
that tells me mm. that that's that's your telltale number one. Hey, we don't exactly have shooting talent on this team. No. Granted, it's very early in the season, and those guys are going to be taking higher quality shots because none of them are shooters. They're going to be closer to the net. Like we're talking about guys who who converts very low amounts of shots who are, you know, one in every four, one in every five. That's because they're not shooting a whole lot. That's why the numbers shake out that way. Oh God. You know, it, that is not what I think any of us um, no. deem success, uh, acceptable or successful. And I mean, we've talked about this for, I feel like ad nauseum for the last two years, you can only work with what you have. Yeah. And now is a really good time for them to address these issues because it looks like they're going to be trading people away and it's time to make some adjustments and people can get mad at the comments all they want about how the flames are good and they don't need to rebuild or retool. Okay. You're going to laugh when I tell you who's got the best shooting percentage of anyone on the team on the power play. I I guarantee it. Who is it? It's Greer. One of one. What? 100%. He has one shot on the power play all year and it went in. 100%. That's crazy. Congratulations to Craig Conroy for winning uh, the waiver wire cup. Greer, one out of one. Dubé, one out of three. And then Uyghur and Manjupani, each one out of five uh, on power play attempts. So, you know, those numbers will come down as we get into, you know, the season develops, more opportunities. But teams and at the team level, the stats are about, you know, what you would expect here. So where is it? I wrote it. So last year, the Flames were 12% shooters on the power play as a team. This year, they're, yeah. Yeah, last year it was 12%, and that included Tyler Toffoli, who shot 18% on the power play. This year, so far, they are shooting 10% on the power play. 12% was 27th in the league last year. 10% right now that they're at is 24th. I imagine if they stay at that number, it will go down as teams as the season develops, just as we have more data. Obviously, you know, we're only a month and a half into the season. So these numbers are going to sound a little wonky, especially in regards to percentages, because when you only shoot, you know, seven times and two go in, what do you mean the guy has a 30% shot from the field? He doesn't. Well, right now he does. We all know that a lot of these numbers aren't going to hold, but for right now, this is what we're working with. Yeah, and that's another big thing to take into consideration is the sample size. But, you know, it's good to iron things out and fix them before they're too far gone. And just taking a look at this, because there are times where I want I want the flames to just decline the power play. No, we're we're good. We'll, We'll we'll you can have the man advantage if you want. So to tie this all together before we move on to some more conceptual things, the question you would typically ask then is, are they creating volume, quality, or are they having finishing issues? So in yeah. terms of rate, it's their 24th. In terms of the goals they've scored per 60, they're 26th. The goals, expected goals for, they're 19th. The high danger chances for their 16th. So that tells you they're underperforming their shooting percentage. Uh, excuse me. Their shooting percentage is underperforming what you would expect. 
but we also have to remember that the Flames don't really have a ton of shooting talent to kind of compensate for that. And we also run into the same issue at the, on the power play as we do at five on five, where because the Flames produce at a reasonably high volume, they can kind of cheese the numbers and make it look like they're generating a lot more number, a lot more offense than they actually are, just because of the sheer volume where those low quality chances, they are not particularly dangerous, but if you have a bunch of them, they add up. So the fact that they're middle of the close to middle of the pack and high danger that bodes well that means they're getting the puck where they need it to because they don't have the shooting talent but as we're going to talk about in a minute here there's only so much you can do based on the talent you have yeah and you know if you're ever looking at a flames graphic or an nhl graphic and you're just trying to find the flames on the chart just go towards the middle of the page you'll you'll find them it's it's worked every time so far this season for me but coming up next, we are going to talk about some possible solutions. Uh, so start screen recording so you can send this uh, to the Flames coaching staff because uh, I'm sure these are great ideas. But first, we are going to talk about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all of your sporting, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Nick, are you doing any hockey sports attending anytime soon? Uh, I'm supposed to go to the Ranger game next Monday, so that'll be fun. Well, I hope you use code locked on NHL for $20 off of your tickets at game time. Uh, with game time, they offer last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and you even get to see the view from your seat. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply C- again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D. O-N-N-H-O for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute ticket, lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. We're here for you five days a week and breaking stuff down with some fun graphics and just analyzing. Yeah, I mean, that's the one good thing. Like, I ju- part of the reason I justified buying an iPad was being able to do things like this. Like, yeah. I, I really had no, you, I really didn't need an iPad, but I justified it by saying I could use it for work things. And that's what we're going to pull up. So I'm going to see if this works properly. Let's see. Okay, cool. So you'll see here on this diagram over here on my other monitor. So if you're watching on YouTube and you see me glancing over to the right, that's where the diagram is. So so I can explain and, you know, input delay versus monitor monitor. What uh, Enough, enough. Okay. So, <laughs> this is your baseline power play configuration in today's NHL. Most teams run a 1 3 1, meaning one defenseman up high, three guys across the middle, and then one guy at the net front. This is really good for opening up the penalty kill through the middle of the ice. You see teams with a lot of high end talent, the, uh, the Islanders, excuse me, blasphemy, <laughs> the, the Oilers, the Rangers, um, Once upon a time, the Flames, you see Columbus do this when they're not healthy, scratching their good players, where the main point of this power play configuration is to move the puck laterally. So you're getting the goalie to move side to side. You're getting the penalty killers to move side to side. And that has the trickle down effect of manipulating the defense. When you have the power play, the whole point is you have a numbers advantage. I know that sounds redundant to state, but 
too many teams don't move enough when they're on the power play and they're not taking advantage of the opportunity before them because they're falling into bad habits. So when you run this one, three, one, you are typically a, your main play is going lateral here, whichever of this player or this player is your better shooter. That is the person who's typically going to be getting set up for that big one timer. If that's not there, the alternative, this guy here in the middle is going to try and drag the power, the, penalty killers out from the net front because typically the defending team is going to have two guys on the net mouth to play play the one guy who's trying to screen the goalie and to play for rebounds and deflections so the alternative if you don't have that crossing pass is the shot from the point where you're looking for the deflection or the rebound where this guy at the net front can either stick his stick out like Pavelski does Chris Kreider Anders Lee or you have the alternative where if they don't get a stick on it and it hits the goalie they have the opportunity of these guys crashing down and this guy recovering the puck. And that's where you get into your scramble drill, where at that point it's rugby rules down in the net mouth where guys are going to start flopping everywhere and sticks are going to get banged into the ice. And hopefully your team, if you're on the power play, is going to be able to find that loose puck. That is what most teams run in today's NHL is this, the 1-3-1. One, one. That's not even something that I could explain. So thank you for doing that because – I, I appreciate the visual graphics. Hey, when we're talking about formations and stuff, the easiest way is to just show you the X's and O's because this is explainable. The average Please. person can understand this when they look at it like this. So next up here, this is what a lot of teams ran when I first started watching hockey when I was a little bit younger. This is a three and two. You remember back in the day when it was kind of weird? Like I remember when I first started watching hockey when I, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, where Power plays had two defensemen back then yeah. when I was younger. So this is something we don't really see a lot of in today's NHL because you would rather have the fourth forward and you would rather have the opportunity for that lateral play, that cross seam play, because it's a little more high end and the players today are a little bit better than they were, say, the five, ten years ago where we saw configurations like this. Unless you have one of – unless you really don't have a second guy, I know some teams on their second unit will do this, the three and two, where it'll be more of a one, three, one, but with two defensemen. But for all intents and purposes, I just wanted to show this as a, p a potential alternative for the Flames, the three, two, where you're going to basically have the guys at the point taking pot shots, looking for rebounds and deflections. And it's going to put a lot of work on these guys down low at the net mouth. But mm -hmm. when you have the types of talent the Flames do, the forwards they do, this is something that you could conceivably work on where you're encouraging your high motor guys to win puck battles, which I know if you're on the flames and you're Andrew Mangiapane or Dylan Dubé listening to me say that you say, <laughs> I work hard enough at five on five. Can we not, can I not be a fancy <laughs> hockey player in today's NHL? Can we not make sports centers top 10? I'm just saying, man, sometimes if you can't, if you can't score from out here, out here, and you are good at getting the puck to this area because you're physical, because you play with a high motor. This is something you could conceivably do. And then real quick, the last one here. This is something a few teams do, a 3-1-1, three, uh, three, one, one, where it's basically moving down these guys to down here. But you would do this version of this 
if your trigger man is typically your defenseman, somebody who's going to miss the net a little bit more, be a lower percentage guy. This is something the Flames could conceivably look into because I know that um, Rasmus Anderson does shoot a decent amount for them on the power play. Mm -hmm. So because he's not as good of a shooter as some of the more potent power play guys, doing this, you have the opportunity of these three guys down low being there for the rebounds and the deflections. That's the main idea of the other two configurations. And the reason I'm suggesting this for the Flames, and we'll go back to our main look here, the reason I'm suggesting alternative configurations, and I know a lot of teams are not going to run a 3-2 or they're not going to run the 3-1-1 in today's NHL because when you know what other teams are doing, when you're all, when pretty much everybody runs a version of that one through one, you're going to feel dumb if you're being outside the orthodoxy. You're going to say, well, those other teams are doing it. It works for them. Why aren't we trying this? And I understand that idea. And largely, this is just me spitballing ideas because the Flames struggle to score. So we got to take, we can't keep doing what we're doing. That's it. That's the recurring theme of the Flames so far this season and locked on Flames here is <laughs> they can't keep doing what they're doing or we're all going to go insane. Right. These are possible alternatives that they might not necessarily work, but you won't know until you try. Yeah. And it's really, again, just another variation of you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, so you just need to try it. I, I don't, I don't think anyone is going to, uh, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't be open-minded when this is the situation you're in and you're struggling so bad. Like, wouldn't you consider changing, I mean, you can't change your environment, but your, your play, your structure, uh, your format, something to, you know, I mean, the Flames put Huberto on the third line and he started getting going. So a positive change, something that, oh no, ten and a half million dollars can't play on the third line. Well, you know what? It's working and not a long-term solution, hopefully, but just do something wacky. Be different. At the very least, exactly. At the very least, you tried. It's better to go out swinging and say you tried your best than go failing with what's comfortable, at least in my opinion. I understand why people in sports don't do that because they feel the need to always be able to uh, justify and rationalize their decisions because they're always thinking about the next job yeah. because they have to live in that constant fear of what happens if they get fired. So I do understand that. I empathize with that mindset. I'm just saying it's frustrating as somebody who consumes it. Right. And it's not like you're just watching one team. You yeah. are, you consume a lot of different hockey games and a lot of different talent. And it's okay to, I mean, I don't know. I probably can't give a pep talk to NHLers, but like, I don't know. Dare to be different. Live, laugh, love. Try a new power play setup. Do something. Try a new power play setup, tr tinker with the power play setup you're actively running, change what your primary, secondary looks are. There, there are solutions within what you're doing already. It doesn't have to be as radical as changing your entire configuration. Uh, before we move on, do you think that Matthew Coronado uh, will see, I mean, he'll see more time at the NHL level this year, I think, but do you think he'll see more time on the power play? Uh it can't hurt. I mean, that's his best trait is his shooting talent. I mean, I 
I can't tell you he's got an amazing elite one-timer, you know, watched a handful of NHL games and watched his college highlight tape. So I wasn't in the trenches scouting Matt Coronado at Harvard, but he's got a good shot. So at the very least, it's something worth considering whenever he does come back to the NHL level. So there we go. We are going to leave the flames behind and talk about success and how successful teams run a good power play and the opposite of where the Flames are at, skill level-wise, too, I'm sure. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy and keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to its peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Locked on Flames. Make sure you're uh, subscribed, but also following us on Twitter, X, whatever, uh, at Jess Belmosto and at Nick Zararis. If any of you hear my cat crying, it's because he's watching Flames highlights. I'm just kidding. Live, laugh, love the Flames. The Rangers have a good power play. Yes. I think they're first in the entire league in power play. And it's it's very early. Nobody's going to have a 30% power play. But the bones of a good power player there. They run the conventional 1-3-1. They've got Zabinijad and Panarin on the circles. They've got Carter at the net mouth. They've got Trocek in the middle. And when he's healthy, Adam Fox. But right now it's been Eric Gustafson. And they've largely been fine. And they manipulate the cross-team pass very well at an extremely high level. And Zabinijad only has, you know, Zabinijad doesn't have a goal at five-on-five yet this year. He has one in three-on-three overtime, and he has a couple power play talks. But even when their power play is not going, the difference for them this year, and regard, especially because two years ago they had the second-best power play in the league. Last year was like six or seven. The big difference between this year and last year is why it's been a little bit better is just they're getting the deflections. And this is something we talk about a lot when it comes to that type of play, deflections, rebounds, second-chance scoring opportunities. Those are hard to translate repeatedly over and over and right. over again because you just never know how the puck's going to bounce. Yeah, and it's <laughs> – very similar to everything else with the Flames. It's kind of all about luck. And, yeah. you know, you can't really bet on that. Uh, go to FanDuel.com today. Use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off or something. Uh, yeah, no, you can bet on luck that way. Not, <laughs> But not when you are trying to actually win games when you're on the ice. And I feel like the Flames are just... You know, you said the Rangers have strong bones of, you know, good power play. The Flames are flubber. They're they're not there. 
The one thing I will say in regards to the Flames power play, it feels like it's always very frantic when it's on the ice. Yes. It, it always feels like, oh, no, we're running out of time. We got to get a look. We got to get a look. We got to get a look. <laughs> and they're just forcing pucks from everywhere instead of trying to fall back on their rules and their structure. That's all rules and structure. That's all structure and scheme is, is, okay, mm -hmm. if this happens, I need to do this. If that happens, I need to do that. That's all these things are. They just give you rules to keep in your head to fall back on so everybody else knows what you're doing. That's what's, you know, that's what's frustrating when you see a team that consistently plays frantic and a bit, you know, out of whack and stressed out. That's kind of the that's the issue at hand for the Flames, in my opinion, as far as the eye test. The rate stats, I told you, they're very middle of the pack or below middle of the pack in most of them. So let's focus on what we can change. Let's be a little more deliberate and direct and moving our feet and rotating where we are on the ice, which is an element of all of those configurations I failed to mention is it's not just moving the puck laterally side to side. It's person on the circles moving up to the point person on the point skating down low you've got to be manipulating the defense at all times to try and get the favorable matchup get the better look you want the flames don't do a great job of that because the defense doesn't really respect any of their shooters the defense wants the other team wants the flames to shoot from the top of the circles or from the point because that's not a particularly dangerous shot especially if the goalie can see it. if the goalie can see it coming from 40 feet away they're not particularly worried about that but real quick because you brought it up and we can talk about it in regards to the game last night they should be trying to run the power play through Huberdeau Huberdeau's best skill set is his facilitating his playmaking he's not great with the puck skating trying to manipulate it to create space his no. best trait is his his is his hockey IQ is knowing where other people are and manipulating based on that he's not going to beat you with his hands he's not going to beat you with his feet he's going to outsmart you which means he's going to need guys who are capable of getting the puck and doing stuff with it. That's why, at least abstractly, I understand playing him with guys like Backlund and Manjapani and Coleman and Dubé is those guys will go and get the puck. If Huberto shoots and misses or if there's a scramble around the net mouth, at the very least, you can use those guys to manipulate the defense for Huberto, which gives him something. For whatever reason, he has failed to get comfortable. He has failed to find chemistry with anybody in the top six. So you gotta do you gotta maximize what he is working. He can still manipulate the defense with his mind, he can still do things from a playmaking perspective. Try things out with him trying to orchestrate the power play as opposed to what they're doing right now, which kind of just feels chaotic. Yeah, it feels like they're running around uh in the kitchens on fire. And they, yes. they're just, it's a grease fire and they're dumping water. It's not like, it's just getting worse. And, uh, you know, they're very thankful when they're off the power play and back at even strength, which is such an odd way to, I guess, look at things because, you know, you would think, okay, like a little more comfortable on the ice where, you know, they're shorthanded. We have... Uh, shooters if you want to call them that but like to take advantage of it and they don't and it's so frustrating because every time like I know that Rasmus Anderson is going to shoot the puck and hopefully it goes somewhere near the net and everyone else knows too 
that has been an issue is that they are very predictable what they do on the power play. And that's part of what makes it so frantic is mm-hmm. the defense doesn't get manipulated. It doesn't move. So mm-hmm. they just pass the puck around the perimeter and then there's 40 seconds left and it's, Oh, we've only had two looks in the minute and a half we've been out here. All right, let's just start throwing it at the net and hope something happens. Yeah. And it's, they do it at five on five too, but like, Again, you're not really on a on a time crunch there. You've got a good amount of time if you whatever. But like they need to just start trying something new. Yeah. Shake it up. Uh, variety is nice. I want to see them uh, implement, you know, like you said, having Huberto kind of quarterback the power play and I know that it's kind of been through Rasmus Anderson for the last few years and I mean I trust Mark Savard more than Kirk Mueller so I don't know we'll just have to wait and see it's just an idea again at the very maximize what is working if that means having Huberto run the second power play I understand teams don't like having a forward working the point because they're not as good at backskating. And if you get the rush going the other way, you're liable defensively. The Flames are already kind of in a boat where they need to be conceding defense to generate offense because they don't generate enough offense. That's a calculated risk you have to be. I'm not going to say they have to be willing to take because it's not my job, but it's a calculated risk that they could take. Right. And I mean, if it's calculated, you can kind of, you know, rein it back in and have a little bit of control over it potentially. But I mean, I don't, it's just so frustrating because we finally thought that things were going to be uh, resolved. There would be some actual life to the power play. And here we are. So maybe it's, it's not the coach. No, it's definitely not only the coach. Nothing is ever just the coach or the players at the front office. It's all interconnected. Yes. And I think that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Flames. Thank you all for hanging out with us as we talk about the Flames power play. And uh, we're just, we're here for you five days a week. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And of course on YouTube as well. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, X, Instagram, uh, blue sky i don't know every social media platform that exists myspace uh at jess balmosto and at nick Zeraris. nick do you have any parting words for our wonderful flames fans there's no hockey on tonight go do something productive never